there's so many efficient ways of managing cash flows, which we already have, and restructuring them to optimize what we're already doing. Before we get into you know more tactical things, we can just approve upon the cash flows that we already have. But uh, one of the things that I'm really passionate about cash flow, especially right now, is one of the solutions, and there are many solutions to the the pain points, the problems, and the challenges that we're seeing out there. But one of the solutions is to have diversified income sources, whether it's from businesses or whether it's from investments. If you're only dependent on one source of income right now, you're putting yourself in a very vulnerable situation. This is Better Wealth with Caleb Williams. MC, welcome back. It's been 400 plus episodes later. Welcome back to the Better Wealth Show. Awesome. So good to be on and congratulations on all your success with the show. I knew you were going to be a star in this space and uh, it's, been a, it's been a blast watching you, my friend. So you were my very, very first episode. And so number one, thank you for, for taking a risk on me. Thank you for encouraging me. Uh, thank you for losing to me in ping pong and like boosting my ego in that moment where I was like, if MC can be an, a, a podcaster, I can be a podcaster as well. Um, man, I've just really appreciated this run. And I also have to thank you. You said one thing to me. I don't know if you remember, but you said one thing to me that I've, I've stayed true to. And it's the, the only reason I've been here. Do you remember what that is? No. Be consistent. Oh, that's right. That's right. It majority of people that start anything. And by the way, this is a lesson, whether you're into, you know, YouTube, podcasting, business, if you show up every day, if you show up, if you show up and you don't give up, a lot of times it's just amazing. We, we realize like, oh, I'm like so glad I didn't know the analytics because nobody listened the first year. But like something happens when you're consistent, when you can, can continue to be authentic and you're an amazing example of that. And so I hope my audience goes over and listens to your show and supports what you're up to. I know you're coming out with a book or you have a book. Yep. I know yep. you're doing some incredible things. So man, let's just, let's just jam. I love who you are. I love what you stand for. And I'm just excited that you're on, on the show. No, thank you. And, and, and to your point, you know, um, in the battle of the rock with a stream, you want to be the stream, right? You just want to keep going and, and be consistent and consistent in, in, in all different areas. And uh, it's one of those things where, it's sort of that iceberg, right? Everybody's seen the ice, iceberg. What goes on underneath the water is the consistency, the hard work, the grind, the persistence, the solving challenges as they as they come up, and eventually, uh, you know, folks see what what you what you bring and what you what you consistently deliver, and um, you know, as as you're being consistent too. You get better at your craft. And that's the big thing about the cash flow ninja too. You know, the ninja part of it is my dad, who was a martial artist, where I just saw every single day growing up that he was trying to uh, chase perfection in his craft. And um, he was pursuing excellence daily in his craft. And I think if you take that approach to anything, whether it's podcasting, whether it is business, whether it is investing, um, you know, every single day, just try to try to get better, you know, and as uh, 
one of our ma- mentors would say, never arrive in knowledge, right? As Nelson would always talk yeah. about, you just get up every day and you try to get better in all areas and you pursue excellence. You know, that's why my dad, my dad's like 70 plus years old. He's, I mean, he's doing clap push-ups. So, I um, mean, it could probably take me at any given point in time. <laughs> so, so um, and and I think like that's, that's the big thing with... Uh, especially in our niche and businesses and investments, and especially right now uh, in a world where there's so much change, there's so much chaos, there's so much disruption, folks that think that they know it all and have figured it all out is ready to get a big surprise. <laughs> right. Dude, let's take a step back before we jump into your book, which I'm excited to jam about because I know everybody that watches or listens to this show is going to be very interested in learning more about what you're up to in the world Let's let's talk about just what you're seeing in the world. And I know like you don't have to hold anything back, right? What are you seeing in the world today? And from a from a money standpoint, from a cash flow standpoint, from someone that's helping people with money and 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 identifies as a cash flow ninja, what are some of the like key frameworks or questions that you're asking? And some of the things that you're noticing in our world. Yeah, that's a great question. You know, one of the frameworks that 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 have really served me well in my life is I've always been a huge fan of history, and I loved learning about history um, from when I can remember. And another part of, of, of the things that I enjoy is economics. Um, so history and economics has always been great and, and learning as much about that as possible. But when you bring banking and the financial system to it through that framework, you start to see the world very different because you start to see History, one part of it, you start to see the economic part of it, and then you start to see the monetary history, and especially related to banking and and financial institutions. And then everything starts to make sense, right? Then, for example, you could look at uh, big main events in our world that has happened, and you look at, wow, well, a couple of folks snuck away to Jekyll Island and drafted the uh, legislation that resulted in the establishment of the Federal Reserve Act of 1913, which created the Federal Reserve System in 1913. And all of a sudden, boy, we went, the United States went to go participate in a war in 1914. That's very interesting. And then what happened historically in Europe and the world before that, well, there was a lot of competition. Uh, We had the industrial revolution in full swing. So economically, a lot of countries were battling with one another. And of course, we're trying to get the upper end. Um, And of course, this started to uh, evolve into trade wars, which resulted in the war. But then the US joined when they had the money, right? So you bring all of that together, the history, the economics, and the, the banking side of it, things start to make a lot of sense. So that's the first framework. Um, another framework that I also use is dangers, opportunities, and strengths, and scanning for dangers. And a framework that I use right now to navigate this world is what I call the reset framework. Because essentially, we're living through uh, we're living in through right now through like a multi-generational time period. You know, there's not, that's why it's pretty exciting to live during this time because not a lot of people get to experience this, but there's going to be things happening in the next, I would say, couple of months and years that we would have never imagined we would see in our lifetimes. And what I mean by that is we have the fourth industrial revolution kicking up into full gear. I mean, 5G, the internet of things, AI, robotics, you know, yeah. you can, uh, you can add more and more to to all of the things that's that's happening there, and then also the great reset, which 
uh, is popularized or is a, a topic of conversation by think tanks such as the World Economic Forum um, and, of course, central banks, the Bank of International Settlements and so forth. And essentially what they're looking at is a, a global reset of systems and processes which we've taken for granted our entire life that's in the process of collapsing and resetting. So an example of that would be, you know, and, and, and this is part of the framework would be money. The money system has changed every 30 to 40 years. By the way, we just had a 50th anniversary. Happy birthday, fiat currency. Uh, and on August 15, 1971, Richard Nixon took the world off the gold standard completely, and we've had fiat currencies for 50 years. Every 30 to 40 years, the currency system or the money system of the world, rather, has changed. So we're in the process of that. Um, before that, we had the Bretton Woods Agreement that was signed in Bretton Woods, New Hampshire in 1944, which the U.S. became the holders of the world reserve uh, currency, the U.S. dollar. So we're living through a process right now that something is in the midst of happening. Um, we've heard the talk about central bank digital currencies. It seems that you turn on media these days and there's an infomercial basically running for them. Um, so that's coming. Uh, how this will play out would be very interesting to see. So that's a threat. You have to be aware of that. You have yeah. to be aware of the banking and financial system. Uh, what's going on there? There's a huge threat in the banking and financial system because of all the debt, right? And that plays into the right. debt markets. And then all the other markets, equity markets, debt markets, forex, forex markets, and, and crypto markets, commodity markets, and so, uh, and so forth. So we, we scan that. Um, we also look at the economy, changes in the economy, changes in business, changes in society, political changes that's going on. Um, and then you have to look at uh, from a from a smaller standpoint or just a you and me standpoint, what's happening in communities, what's happening yeah. with uh, our things that we take for granted daily, for example, food. There's yeah. there's some things happening with regard to our food system. So that's a pretty big, a pretty big thing. Um, and then, of course, you know, you have to you have to look at, at ways then to navigate all these threats that you're seeing. So the themes that are playing out for me is there's a huge assault on freedom. So folks that uh, really, really, really uh, pursue freedom in all areas of their life. Uh, they're going to live in an, during an interesting time because there's clearly, you know, the, the common theme is there's a huge assault on individual liberty and individual freedom and sovereignty. Um, and then, of course, you know, economically, because of that assault, and it comes in many different ways and shapes and forms. One example is mandates uh, that's impacting the economy incredibly. I mean, look at uh, the mandates that's that's being passed down, what if 30 to 40 percent of, of folks are just not going to go along with that? Well, 30 to 40 percent, losing 30 to 40 percent of a, of a workforce in any sector, in any industry, is going to have a significant impact. So think about all the jobs and, and, and industries and sectors that are out there, whether it's folks uh, whether it's the, the, the folks that drive trucks, right, that moves the economy, it's the lifeblood of the economy, transporting goods and services. Think about things that we take for granted, healthcare. What if 30 to 40% of healthcare workers are no longer there? What if 30 to 40% of police are no longer there? Firemen. Um, you know, we could go on and on uh, citing examples. So those are some of the big, big threats. And there's many things that you can do 
to protect yourself, your family, your business, and your investments. But you have to be aware of all these threats. You know, I was saying that I want to be aware first that I'm sitting on a train track so I can get up and get off the train track. And then I'll see the plethora of opportunities that's available rather than sitting on the train track and saying, no, I just need to be positive to get through this. That's not going to work. It didn't work for me when we were playing a ping pong game. It's not going to work for me in any, in any uh, scenario. So that's some of the things I think that some of the themes, but the main thing, uh, the main thing is, you know, um, the massive changes that are here that will disrupt everything, that will provide a lot of economic opportunities, uh, an attack on individual uh, freedoms. And then of course, a lot of government interventions and draconian government interventions within the, in, in, in the economy and in the daily lives of everyone that lives in just about any country all over the world right now. <laughs> I think um, this, this quote resonates with me. If you don't understand the problem, if you don't have a fundamental understanding of the problem, the solution really doesn't matter Yep. Um, because a lot of times we find solutions to the problems. And I would say a lot of times people aren't really articulating what the real issue is. Yep. That's why when I ask people like, why are you doing certain things with your money or your time or your work? And majority of people on C can't articulate why they do what they do. Because yep. we have almost been just, I don't, I don't even know how to articulate this, like told to get in a line and we get in a line and sometimes we don't ask why we're doing certain things. I, I want to I go back to this. You grew up in South Africa. That's right. What are some of the things that you're seeing today? And what are, I mean, you have an interesting perspective. And I know this from, from a personal level, from our friendship. What are some of the things that you want to say on this? Obviously, every, every word will be recorded. Um, but what are some of the messages that you're seeing? Because you grew up in a, in a place that is not as free as here. And I know that you have some pretty strong beliefs. And that translates into the work that you do, your podcast, and just the message that you carry. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it's a, it's a topic I'm very passionate about because um, I've really, um, really connected with my purpose over the last two years because I felt that, you know, we're, we're all of unique experiences. And I had, an, I had an experience growing up in an authoritarian country, which I feel that I could leverage uh, my experience to help a lot of people to achieve self-reliance um, through actionable education and content, especially in a changing world and help them to capitalize on uh, economic opportunities in times of great change, confusion and, and, and disruption. So, um, and I've I had conversations with many, many other folks, you know, that um, grew up in Venezuela, that grew up uh, in the Soviet bloc. And, you know, there's a lot of similarities of some of our experiences. And I think the common theme is growing up in an authoritarian country. Uh, you saw things that um, really that you're seeing today and it makes and you're not just seeing it in the U.S. You're seeing it everywhere. It makes the hair on your back stand up when you see these things, you know, like, wow, I remember seeing similar things in South Africa as a young man. And as I mentioned, in conversations with folks growing up in the Soviet Union and folks growing up in Venezuela and, and going through that change. So, uh Obviously, draconian, draconian government measures. So, one of the examples, for example, that that I that I shared in South Africa is bad pass laws. 
Now, a lot of people, you could just go to your favorite search engine, DuckDuckGo and so forth, and put in past laws, South Africa, and you'll start, you'll see pictures of people burning past books uh, in protest of these past laws, but you essentially had to have a pass if you were an African um, where which allowed you to, to movement to travel from where you lived and where you worked. And you were only allowed to travel in between those areas. And if you were in an area which you weren't allowed to travel in, then you would, you would go to prison. So we, they had these draconian pass laws. There were many other different um, uh, just draconian, draconian things happening in society. You know, in the 1980s, for example, when I was uh, in my teens, uh, um, or yeah, very, very young. I mean, the country was in a state of emergency, South Africa. There was a lot of, you know, violence in the townships and um, people really started to rise up against uh, the authoritarian regime at that stage. So I can see a lot of similarities of things that have happened there um, being <laughs> essentially being tr or tried to be implemented uh, across the yeah. world uh, today, which um, yeah, it's very, very, very um, disturbing to see. So and that's why I shared anyone that respects freedom and uh, values freedom should be very, very yep. concerned about uh, some of the things that they're seeing. And, and this is uh, one of those things where, you know, if you're concerned, you should share your concern, because I'm sure other people share those concerns too, before it's too late, before there, there's not going to be an opportunity uh, for you to for you to share any of those concerns. So that's that's well, that's some of the main things that I would say uh, I find a little bit disturbing looking at the world right yeah. now. Well, and it's interesting because you have an interesting perspective. You came to the States for a reason. And now to see that there are certain things that are going on in this country that it's like, man, it's a slippery slope. And some sometimes the grab for power um, is masked by, hey, we're going to help everybody. We're going to make you stay safe and all this stuff. And at the end of the day, it's you You can translate that on however you want, but a lot of times um, it has consequences. And so in other words, if I summarized what you're saying is you're very passionate about wealth, about cash flow, and we're going to talk about this all in a second because yeah. you value freedom, yep. because you value your, I mean, your family, your faith, your, what you're able to do, the freedom of speech. So you're handling your money in such a way because you want, you want that metric, the freedom metric to be elevated. This is, this is what I want to encourage all of our listeners, whether you relate to MC or not, what is that thing that you value? What is that thing that's sacred to you? What is that thing that um, I ask in a lot of our interviews, the legacy question, if you only could pass on one thing, what would that one thing be? Make sure that your time and money is spent enhancing that. And we're going to talk about some non-traditional things, but you do that in a way because you're you're able to live out a more free life because of this. Is, am I articulating like why your platform exists and why you wrote the book and just you being on the podcast? Is that is that something that is that that you resonate with? Yeah, that's at the core of everything. If you think about it, and I think this will be a good exercise for anyone listening to this. Why do you do? That what you do? Why why are you doing it? Why are you pursuing to learn more about business, investing, finance? Why 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 do you do that? And I think if you really peel the layers and get to the bottom of it, it's for to have more freedom in all areas of our lives. You know, in a free society, 
too, um, and, and another thing that I'm seeing too, and in a free society, I'm going to make the best decisions for myself, my family, my business, my investments, uh, and all the stakeholders that's involved with my businesses and my investments. And I respect other people so much in a free society that I want them to do the same thing, even if it differs from the decisions that I make. That's how a free society operates, right? So um, it's kind of crazy when you say that and people are like, yeah, that's that's how it should be. But we're living in a world right now where we're kind of pushed in one direction. I mean, a, a theme that is incredibly disturbing, especially for someone someone that grew up in South Africa to see this. Um, and, I, and I'm sure there are many other folks that have seen this um, uh, maybe where they grew up or where they're from, but is this theme of segregating a society based on anything, <laughs> you know, yeah. yeah, you know, there should be no reason to, 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 to do that. And what we're seeing right now is obviously a massive push to do it on medical decisions. So that's incredibly disturbing. So we're here pursuing freedom, sharing the message of freedom, sharing the reasons how you can still uh, have a life of freedom on your own terms, even if the world around you is uh, yeah. is losing its way a little bit. So in times like this, I always say it's very important to be principled, to stay aligned with your principles and your values, because then you're not going to get pulled in any direction or into any uh, rabbit hole, essentially. Um, right. And uh, you're going to focus on the things that are important. But freedom is the main thing that we're pursuing in all areas of our lives. And that's our, that's our message. And that's been our message uh, for, for the almost six years now since I've had the show. MC, let's talk about your book, the 21 best cash flow niches. And um, first of all, I would love for you to articulate why cash flow, because you are the cash flow ninja. You have, you have how many episodes today? You have uh, between the two shows, so I've cash flow and enjoyed cash flow investing secrets. It's over 815 episodes at the moment. So it's like the thesis of why you have a show. Okay. So number one, I articulate the importance of cash flow, and then let's, let's delve into this book, man. Like tw 21 best niches. I, I got my notebook out. I want to, I want to learn. And then I know for everyone that's interested, you'll have an opportunity to get MC's book. And I would encourage everybody that resonates with him or not to understand how cash flow works and how to maximize it. Yeah, cash flow is of of course cardinal in business and investing, and um, and you articulate so well on your show too the importance of understanding cash flow within your own personal economy, within your business economy, and within your investment economy, because uh, there's so many more uh, uh, there's so many efficient ways of managing cash flows which we already have and restructuring them to optimize what we're already doing before we get into, you know, more tactical things, we can, we can just approve upon the cash flows that we already have. But uh, one of the things that I'm really passionate about cash flow, especially right now is one of the solutions. And there are many solutions to the, 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 the pain points, the problems and the challenges that we're seeing out there. But one of the solutions is to have diversified, income sources, whether it's from businesses or whether it's from investments. If you're only dependent on one source of income right now, you're putting yourself in a very vulnerable situation. Think about the world that we live in already. It's kind of crazy to have this conversation, but if you only had one income source, think of how many people 
that had already had to make very hard and tough decisions for themselves and their family. So when you have a number of income sources from your business and from investments, and they're diversified, you have options. You have options. And you're going to be in a position of strength to tell anyone to go pound sand that tells you <laughs> want to tell you what to do. So that's why I'm so passionate about cash flow now too, and about creating cash flow in many different areas. Because, you know, in times of great change, we kind of have an idea of what we see in unfolding in front of us. But there's always going to be, you know, there's going to be a surprise or two. And they're just, there just will be. Uh, that's just how life works. So we we prepare for anything and everything. We're diversified. We have diversified right. cash flow streams in our businesses, and then also across different uh, different asset and uh, investment niches. So financial literacy is desperate. Is uh, we're in desperate need of financial literacy in our country, and that that's relevant when you think of like things like the wealth tax. We're going to tax people on unrealized. Um, gains. It's like you could be a billionaire on paper, but unless you have money flowing in, the cash flow, that's what you can really um, buy your groceries with and buy certain things with. Um, and so that's one of those things that is is very like we, we get it. It's like cash flow is king. Cash flow makes the world go round. Um, but yet very few people invest with that concept of like, I want to diversify not your assets, your cash flow streams, which is another way of saying assets. So um, I know we can't get into all 21. That's why you wrote the book. But what are some of your favorite niches from a standpoint of um, niches or niches? Yeah, depending I, I, on... I was like, how do you pronounce this again? <laughs> I, it's one of those things where I just, you know, I go with it and people have their way of saying it. So yeah. if you if you uh, resonate with niche, it's 21 niches. <laughs> yeah, so... Here's one of the, the things that, that I'm seeing right now, what I think will be a value for all of your listeners and viewers. So um, there's, a, there's a, a thesis and, and a model called the Cantillion effect. Um, so but essentially what the Cantillion effect is, is Robert Cantillion saw, uh, or Richard Cantillion, Mr. Cantillion saw during his time that, it, that he lived, that when newly when, when newly created monetary units was, um, was basically put into existence into any economy, the folks that were closest uh, and in positions of power had access to those monetary units or, or currency units first. So how does this play into the world of today? Well, we had an increase in currency supply of 25%, 25% of all the, the money that's ever been created, the currency in the United States was created in, in 2020. I, I'm trying to find actual good, solid data in 2021. It's been very hard in a world full of confusion, but I'm assuming we're on the same track again, as uh, we've seen, of course, a lot of um, newly uh, currency units being created. So an environment like this, and this is what happened in 2022. Who gets access to the, the newly created currency units first? Well, we're looking at uh, institutions. We're looking at banks, insurance companies, hedge funds, uh, family offices, very, very uh, wealthy um, investors. And then they get access to these newly created currency units first. So what do they do? Well, they position that money into hard assets, and then they leverage more <laughs> currency units by accessing debt. 
um, and they put it into things, hard assets, for example, such as real estate. And then, of course, the corporations, as, as money uh, goes from the, corp- uh, from the banks to the corporations, they pay employees, and then the middle class gets access to it, right? So what do they do? Well, they buy houses with it, they buy cars, they max out their 401ks, um, and then they spend some money. And then eventually the money filters down to, of course, the, the folks, the lowest on the economic uh, ladder. Right. Um, and by the time the, the, the this newly created currency units get to them, well, what, what position do they find themselves in? Well, their rent's going up, the prices of food's going up, the prices of clothing's going up. So how do you play this as a business owner, as an investor? Well, what the, what the folks are doing that have had a great success, think about all of the millionaires and billionaires that were created in 2020. They invested in hard assets for cash flow. They bought businesses. So they benefit from asset inflation. And then through their businesses that they have, they could also raise the prices of goods and services. So eventually when price inflation occurs in the economy, they also get to benefit from that. So um, there's some great uh, cash flow niches that I, that I share in here, by the way, to, co- to, 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 just, to just bring it down to 21 was hard. <laughs> yeah, I bet. I bet. 100 plus episodes. Yeah. So I threw in five bonus ones there, but of course, 21 sounds better than 26. Um, I agree. But essentially, there's, a, uh, there's several real estate niches that I share in there, single family, multifamily, a very interesting real estate niche that I will share. Uh, which a lot of folks might be familiar with is hospitality. Now, you would be probably looking at me saying, MC, are you crazy? Hospitality is getting clobbered. And yes, for the most part, it is because where we live, uh, how we work and where we work has changed, uh, how we vacation has changed. So for example, uh, one of the niches that I cover in there is the luxury short-term rental niche which is just absolutely blown up because people are getting in their cars and driving three to four hours uh, to go on vacation instead of climbing onto airplanes and flying all over the country or flying to the Caribbean and other places to vacation. And so, um, and those, I mean, those hard assets is absolutely benefit from the environment that we're in. So yeah, there's a lot of pain points, a lot of challenges, uh, a lot of problems, but because there are so many, we have all these great entrepreneurs that can tackle them all and solve them and create value to the marketplace. Uh, so you're going to see a plethora of opportunities in this changing world uh, and this rapidly uh, disruptive kind of environment that we're in. So if we take a step back, everyone should get the book and you'll, you'll tell them in a second where to go. But what is the framework as it relates to cash flow niches? Is it diversify cash flow? Is is it should they have more than five? What do you t- walk them through in the book, like your your framework for that? Or are you just giving them you just exposing different areas that they should look into where this might be an alternative place to create income? Yeah. So in the book, we share we share the framework that I copied from Cashflow Ninjas from their overall wealth strategy. We share the we share with them um, how to invest as an active or a passive investor, the benefits, and of course, uh, the, the cons of it. We share with them um, how to build a cash flow portfolio. You know, you need to know what you have, what it's supposed to do, and what it's going to do for you. Um, and when it comes to cash flow, there's many different reasons how we invest in certain asset classes and niches. So for example, some folks might be interested in getting 
just cash flow, which is great. Then some folks are, uh, for example, interested in an asset that generates cash flow, but also have has great tax benefits. And there's also a a great opportunity for capital appreciation. So you need to be cognizant of all these many things and know exactly why you are investing in a certain asset. And when you build out a diversified cash flow portfolio um, across different asset classes, you should be aware of exactly what every single investment should do for you in your overall strategy. So some of them, yeah, they need to reduce your taxes. Some of them should be positioned to for cash flow, and of course, present a huge upside opportunity uh, to uh, to get capital appreciation. So just know what you're doing, why you're doing it, and what is a what is this asset class or niche supposed to be doing for you within your right. overall strategy? My recommendation is go get the book and just read with an open mind. And you might find that you know somebody in a certain sector. You might think about, oh, like you could make income from X, Y, or Z. And it's just, it's a fascinating topic. And um, I love, love cash flow. We, I haven't really articulated this with you, but we have this thing called the cash flow ratio, yep. which very much exposes the difference between savings and consumption. Yep. And at the end of the day, you're financially free if you have enough cash flow coming in to maintain your current consumption. It's not necess- You could have $10 million, ladies and gentlemen, in an account, but if that doesn't translate into cash flow, uh, you, you're uh, a very unlucky person. Uh, and unfortunately, you and I both know this, a lot of people are stuck in a position where their assets aren't going to give them a fraction of the cash flow that they need or could have if they go get your book or learn from other people that are willing to think outside the box. Yeah, absolutely. Because in the end, you know, one of the things that we also talk about is we break down, um, again, why we're doing this. We covered the freedom part of it, but we also look at a new definition of wealth, which ties into the freedom of time. Because if you've got enough income coming in from all of this diversified cash flow niches that you're invested in, um, that covers all of your living expenses, well, now you are financially independent. And now you can grow and scale that to become uh, financially free, where money no longer becomes a reason why or why you're not doing something. Um, and we we yeah. talk about that, you know, because in the end, you know, it, it bottles down <laughs> again to freedom. And, you know, every single time you follow kind of a route of why you're doing something, that's where it leads. And we're just trying to spread the message with as many people as possible, because we're, we believe we're in for, for some interesting times. Um, and we're probably in the second or third inning of this. Uh, we just we just got warmed up. Um, and I think uh, um, how a lot of people will be able to survive what we see is coming is to have diversified income streams. I love it. I love it. How can people get the book and be a part of what you're up to? Cashflowninja.com. And if they grab a copy of the book, the 21 based cashflow niches, they could get it at cashflowninja.com forward slash 21 niches. It's two one niches. If they grab a copy of the book, please screenshot just a a copy of your receipt or your purchase. Send it to my team at info at cashflowninja.com. And we'll give you access to a a digital version of the book, an audio version of the book for those that like to listen to podcasts, a curated library of uh, interviews where I share the niches in the book. So you don't have to listen to 800 episodes. And of course, more bonus content. You might, it, it, the, the, the pro of listening to the episodes is you're going to work on your accent, your, your South African accent. I'm still working on it, man. I'm, <laughs> I, I had it for a moment and then it just, you know, I, I, I flopped. Um, man, thank you. This is unbelievable. So cashflowninjas.com slash 21 niches. Get the book. 
screenshot the receipt, send it to you, get a whole bunch of bonuses at info at cashflowninjas.com? Absolutely. Let's go. I, I encourage everybody to take advantage of that. Again, the, the purpose of this show is to help people live more intentional by introducing you to rock stars and MC. Not, not only are you a great friend, but you're up to some incredible things. And if you're like, man, I want to know this guy's story, I will have a link below on the very first podcast ever done uh, in, in Better Wealth uh, podcast history. And you can check out uh, the episode where you break down your story. And it was pretty amazing. And I think it gives a lot of context from just what you're experiencing today and why you get fired up about freedom. Any final words for the Better Wealth Nation and, and what you're up to? No, uh, thank you so much for having me on. This was fantastic. And thank you so much. Uh, for listening. And uh, yeah, we love, we're living in an interesting time. Uh, and we're living in, I would say, one of the most incredibly exciting times ever. Uh, and uh, I look forward to all of the many opportunities that all of us will be, uh, be capitalizing on. Thank you so much for listening to the Better Wealth Podcast. It would mean the world to me if you could hit subscribe, leave a review, and share this with the people that you know and love.